The nail in the coffin! Alright, welcome to The Nail in the Coffin, part of the world-famous Evergreen Podcast Network. I'm Tom Valentino, and with WWE SmackDown coming to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse here in Cleveland on Friday night, I had a chance to catch up with Otis, who's a member of the SmackDown roster. We talked about uh, WWE performing in uh, closed venues with uh, their performance center and the Thunderdome over the past 16 months and what it's been like getting back on the road in front of live fans and a whole lot more. So uh, let's go hear from Otis. He is the pride of the Alpha Academy. He's the number one guy, and he's going to be coming to Cleveland on Friday night for WWE SmackDown. Otis, how are you, big man? Doing good. The number one guy is doing fantastic on this beautiful Wednesday. Hey, uh, I see you got this new clean-cut look going on. You're looking sharp. Yeah, I want to show the world that my neck is completely gone. Yes. So uh, it's uh, something where um, you try to tell, tell the people out there that the old, the old Otis is out of there. You know, the big old beard, lovable guy with the long hair, the, po- the Polish hair is all gone. Now we're clean cut with cool sideburns. <laughs> I love it. So I was doing my homework, uh, getting ready for this, and I learned you grew up in Wisconsin. And as I'm looking on the screen here, I see you got your Milwaukee Bucks t-shirt on. After last night, I got to ask you, uh, you a Bucks fan? Yes, sir. When, I, when we, Me and uh, my old partner, when I had machinery, Tucker Knight, we actually went to a couple games because uh, we were advertised that we were going to be in SmackDown the next night during the game. And I forgot how fast those breaks are in between the games. So I was actually on the court when the game was going on. I didn't know that. I was out there dancing around and they kept yelling at me. So even the coach of the Bucks was shouting something at me. So I said, I, I apologize for that. But <laughs> great time. Oh, yeah. Bucks, man. That's a huge win, baby. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Bucks and six. That was the rallying cry. Um, Hey, let's let's talk more about WWE though. So you guys are back to touring, and for the better part of about sixteen months, you've been working in these closed venues. First, it was the uh, WWE Performance Center. Uh, then you were in the uh, the Thunderdome that was set up in a few different arenas down in Florida. And with the exception of WrestleMania back in April, SmackDown last Friday was your first show in front of a live crowd in well over a year. Um, what was going through your mind as you walked through the curtain for your match there? I went through my mind is uh, I never thought that uh, WrestleMania would be at the Performance Center. Um, <laughs> that was that, that was quite a, I mean, being in the Performance Center for about, I think it was about four and a half years. Um, definitely was never thought there would be a, a, a spectacle of that, of our, of our magnitude into that building. So from the Performance Center to the Thunderdomes, um, into now a live crowd was like, well, man, we, we've arrived. We're home now because that's what, you know, what I live for, man. And like, I know Gable lives for that. Everybody else in the locker room does because the energy is what gives you, you know, that, you know, the juices flowing, everything going. So when it, when it was, uh, working for the camera, it, it wasn't quite the same. Something was missing there. And we got it. We got a taste of that WrestleMania this past in uh, Tampa, but that was just a taste. Now we have a full load of the crowds and it was Houston was, it was awesome, man. I mean, they were, they were loud and they were, and they were either loving or hating on the Academy. 
Yeah. So was it tough performing in the performance center and the Thunderdomes? You know, because wrestling, I mean, just like other athletes or even musicians, so much of what you guys are doing is fueled by the emotion and the energy of the fans in the building. And I know WWE made the best of really what was an unprecedented situation. Uh, but for you and the other superstars, it had to be at least a little weird wrestling either in front of, uh, you know, an empty building or, you know, the virtual audience that you guys had in the Thunderdome where the fans are being shown on video screens. Right. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something where I remember the first week, um, it was me, Tucker versus, uh, Miz and Morrison beginning with those guys' feud. And, yeah, we're just I like legit like every time I have the habit of looking to the crowd, they're not there. So it was like, oh my god, like okay, some little new here and and you learn. It was a different way to, to learn how to how to work in a way where it's like, all right, this is basically a you know it could be a bar fight, street fight, you know, just say hey, just talk some crap, get nice and physical. So that was the same part, but now with the crowd now that now the, the timing is back now. Now we're now we're ready to rock and. It was like, I love, you know, thank, thankful we got to do what we love to do during the pandemic times. And the, that was fun. But now I'm, we're all excited to get back on the road. Because, you know, we're always going, and man, we always keep going as, as we're good for WWE and us in the locker room, the WWE office. So now we're getting back to normal things now. <laughs> yeah, you're not uh, competing on the, uh, the the roof of the WWE headquarters like that uh, the one last summer. It was, oh, uh, man. I was scared of heights, man. I tried I, I tried a few things in there, and, man, it was a little chilly out there. It was probably about 30 degrees uh, out there. Now, that's not much cold for me because I'm from Wisconsin, but the being in your underwear it was a little juicy in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was unique, though. It, that was, uh, it was creative. I, I like that. Um, but, yeah, like you were saying – you know, I was watching last Friday uh, when you guys were in Houston, the uh, the pay-per-view, the Money in the Bank on Sunday. I think that was in where? Fort Worth. Um, oh, yeah. The energy and it's just it's a completely different vibe uh, once you guys are, are getting back into, you know, what's, you know, what we've grown up on and what we watch, you know, <laughs> in the normal what's time. supposed so to, to be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is what it's supposed to be. So, you know, we, we saw you, I, I believe it was last Friday, you were squaring off with Cesaro. I think earlier this month, uh, you and Chad Gable were mixing it up with the Street Profits. Uh, what oh, yeah. can we uh, What can we look forward to this Friday from Otis on uh, SmackDown here in Cleveland? Whoever wants to step up, because again, I said before and I'll say it again: when I smell it, I smell. I smell fear in that locker room, and we called out uh, Chip, my, my mentor, my teacher, Chad Gable. Made a list out there who wants to come over and get a piece of me. But again, they might be a little scared. You know, I'm nice and cool and calm here right now. But this Friday, expect a, a way, way meaner, more focused Otis because this is a whole different ball game that uh, people are used to me seeing. You know, in that ring, in that ring, I only care about one thing: is that you know, it's beating people up, smashing them, dropping the load, bam, and getting the victory. So, me, me, and uh, Chad Gable are, are, up, are on the up and up, We're looking for tag team championships. I want to say congratulations to the Usos for winning these SmackDown tag team championships. But if you know, if it comes by us and they cross paths with us we're become the next tag team champions yeah talk a little bit about uh you and chad gable it's an interesting pairing and uh seems like you guys are uh really getting it done here as of late yeah we uh we've uh, known each other uh, behind the scenes ever since uh 2009 i believe and we would we we're the same uh club minnesota storm because there was no club in wisconsin 
only when I was in high school, I went right to the Minnesota Storm and trained together. You know, we, I mean, once once he got his foot in the door in NXT, I kind of said, "All right, sorry, amateur wrestling. That was one dream, but now I got to follow my dream." So once he was in, I had to, I had to go in there, man, because I, I need a I need a piece of it. We do our separate ways, and then now in, on the downfall of. Losing the Money in the Bank contract, losing the beautiful uh, Peach Mandy Rose, losing your close buddy, your brother, big brother, Tucky. Now I'm messing. I'm down the dumps. Now Cable comes in, teaches teaches me his philosophy, tells me the strategy, and the tactic is going as planned. Sorry, Street Profits, for you know damaging you, but hey, that's business, baby. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I was gonna say it's just business. Well, good stuff. Uh, Otis, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. I'm going to be in the uh, in the stands on uh, Friday night at uh, Rocket are. Mortgage. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. I got my tickets. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Just seeing how fun it's been, these uh, these shows, these uh, past few nights uh, since, uh, you know, you guys have gotten back on the road. It, it's been fun to watch. I'm looking forward to being part of the atmosphere and uh, looking forward to seeing you and uh, the rest of the superstars in, uh, in Cleveland. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, man. Glad to be back in back in the mode, man. Back back in the what we call back in the saddle, as they say. There we go. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Thanks for having me on, brother. All right. Thank you. All right. There you go. That is Otis from WWE SmackDown, and SmackDown will be at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on Friday night. And uh, if you're interested in hearing more about that show, I would encourage you to check out the story I wrote for the News Herald. That story is going to be on the News Herald website. I'll be sure to post a link to that in the show notes uh, for this episode of The Nail. As a reminder, you could subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify and other podcast listening platforms. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll catch you next time on The Nail in the Coffin, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.